You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now, your hosts, Scott, Miles, and Anna. Your table is ready. Live long and prosper. This is the captain. We have a little problem with our intersequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Well, welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 212. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening. I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And M is not with us tonight. She had to work at her big girl job, so we do not have her at her small girl job here. Uh, waiting tables. Uh, Miles, we're going to have to do that. We're going to have to wash the dishes ourselves. We're going to have to wait, wait in tables. We're going to have to do everything. Yeah, we're really going to have to. Um, I, I'm missing Emma already. Just thinking about all the work that's going to be left here, you know, for us at the, here at the diner. Yeah, we're really going to have to step up to the plate tonight. Yeah, p- plate, pun intended. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Baseball metaphor gone bad in the diner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Miles, it's great to see you. It's great to see you. How you doing, man? I'm doing fine. It's great to see you, too. It's great to be back in the diner. Yeah, so, uh, so what are you watching? What are you up to? What's going on in your sci-fi world a little bit? Well, um, our recent shows, um, I just uh, watched the first uh, episode of uh, Falling Skies, and we've been dogging it last year. But I thought this episode was pretty good. It got back to where I thought it was, um, which made it really good in the past. But at the same time, I'm feeling they probably ought to wrap things up this season. I don't know how much farther they can go with this show. How much more life there is left in it. You know, we did that interview with Ben uh, about two, three years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, And that was when the show was solid. It was the first season of the show. And Mm -hmm. it's certainly come a long way. But I remember last year us talking about and saying, you know, this this show maybe should have – we couldn't – I don't think we could believe that it had been renewed. Uh, We were all surprised that it got a fourth season. So – but, well, hopefully if, if this is the last season, they get the opportunity to wrap it up. Um, watch the last episode of 100. Uh, I'm really loving that show. Um, hope, hopefully you'll, you, you'll get a chance to check that out too. It's, but. Got, it's gotten a lot of good cred as mm-hmm. far as people reviewing it, TV, TV rate. It, a lot of people are liking this show. I'm, I'm kind of sad I didn't give it a chance. Yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And it, it has a, had a lot of – People we know from other sci-fi shows that have either, you know, guest starred in it or have had a reoccurring character in it. So lots of familiar faces in there. Um, watching Continuum also, they have one more episode before the the, the season finale. Good season. Um, they, they've done some interesting stuff this season with, um, go, you know, doing some tri- time travel, going back to past a few days, having two Saddlers and. Uh, uh, one Kira and one dead Kira, and uh, is this is this season two? This season, is season three, three. Yes. season three. Wow, season three. Mm-hmm. And uh, how do you feel this season compared to season two and one for you, Miles? Um, I'm like I think it's it, it, it's just as good. Um, the, I, I think the show is still. I, I think that the whole time, the 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 changing the timeline so, sort of has made things more interesting. Um, this, the one Saddler, he is becoming more like the Saddler that we know who he'll be in the future. And you have the other Saddler who is, you know, he's his own man. He, he's rebelling against that. Um, 
So no, I, I've I've enjoyed this season just as much as uh, the other two seasons. So they should retitle the show and call it "The Tale of Two Saddlers." Yes, <laughs> something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wr- what, written by Dickens, but mm-hmm. no. Uh, watched last season of Game of Thrones really fast. Um, I had my younger brother uh, help me out, uh, so I basically I, I watched it on his HBO. So I was able to catch up on last season of Game of Thrones, and that was awesome. <laughs> um, and most recently at the movies, we saw the last uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, and uh, that was that was incredible. Awesome. So I'm trying to catch up on some of the movies that I didn't get to see last year. They're starting to come back on um, Netflix and uh, HBO and uh, Amazon. Um, saw. Uh, um, uh, World War Z most recently. That, that, that's on. That's on Netflix. Okay, yes, that I was heard fun. that. That was that, that, that was that was that was enjoyable. I do want to watch that. Just haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently watching Pacific Rim. It, it, it's enjoyable, but it's a long movie, so I have only, I'm about two thirds of the way into it right now. Oh, very good, very mm-hmm. good. And also our rewatch of Firefly, which you know you can't say enough good things. Oh about yeah, that. absolutely. I, that means I got to watch. Well, I watched some of the. I watched ahead, so I have some of the episodes down. I have mm-hmm. a few. Episodes to go, which reminds me, in two weeks, I believe the tentative plan is we're going to have Chris Jones from Trek FM joining us to talk about the next four episodes of Firefly along with M, me, and Miles. And uh, so that is the tentative plan, and we got to solidify that a little bit. But mm-hmm. that's at least what the, the talk was, and uh, that's what we'll be serving up in the diner the next time. So Firefly is going to be good. I have to make sure I've rewatched all the next four episodes. So, But that was uh... – was, it's been fun watching that show all over again. Oh, and it's, I, I think it holds up. It does. I mean, if they did that show now, um, yeah, I, I mean, maybe maybe they'd throw a little more money on the special effects, but it's not a special effects-centered show. It's a, it's a, it's a character plot. And the, effects, show. and the effects aren't really that dated. You know, the effects serve the purpose of the show. Ab- yeah, absolutely. And so totally I'm not correct. bothered by the fact that, you know, you know the, the, the effect – the effects don't bother me at all. They're, they're, they're fine for what they are. But, uh, uh, but yeah, um, so still loving the Firefly. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not watching a heck of a lot of anything. Um, the last movies I watched were – I watched Jodorowsky's Dune. It was a documentary on the guy that – the original guy that was slated to direct – the original Dune movie that never made it to the screen. This came before the um, – uh, who's the guy? The David Lynch film Dune that was the one that came out in 1984. This was slated in 1976 to come out, and they had all sorts of people lined up to play in this movie. Mick Jagger was slated, uh, the guy that did the alien creatures. In fact, this movie really influenced like aliens, later Batman movies, uh, Prometheus. There were so many things that this movie influenced, even though the movie never got made. So okay. this was a documentary in that. Mm-hmm. That was the last one I watched. It was science fiction related. Before that, I watched David Lynch's Dune at Penn Cinema here on the big screen again. I was doing that for the Dune Saga podcast. And, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with that movie. Mm-hmm. Um there's parts I think you do well, and there's parts I think they miss. Absolutely, if you read the Dune novels, you, you know it's it's one of the things that if you haven't read them, you kind of walk out and saying, "Wow, but what did I do? Just take a trip in LSD or something?" I mean, <laughs> seriously, it's uh it's just one of these um, novels they just don't give enough information in it. So maybe it would they would better if they would have did two movies. Uh, if Peter Jackson would have done it, it would have been three. But you know, right, <laughs> right. But so those two movies uh, I've watched. Um, 
Uh, there was another one I thought that I watched recently. What was it? Um, I'm blanking on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's been mo- most of my watching has been those two movies and this other movie in the back of my mind that I know I've seen and can't remember. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Pokemon, the animated series, okay. which I guess is a sci-fi element to that with the idea of these you know fantasy creatures in there with my son who's avid – he was an avid Pokemon fan. And so I'm now playing the Pokemon card game with him. And so I'm learning a lot about these Pokemon and uh, it's a way that him and I can connect. Mm-hmm. And I love card games and so it's kind of – it's. It, it's an investment of time and relationship and a little bit of money along the way to get into a card game like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, but a lot of fun, um, a lot of fun doing that. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, I, I, I'm so far behind. I'm not watching anything on TV right now. Mm. It's just, um, just that. I, I made appearances. I was on the Sci Fi Movie podcast to talk about Firefly, the general, the series, not, not specific episodes. Um, and then I also was on the Ready Room with uh, Christopher Jones from Trek FM. Okay, yeah. And uh, we were talking about the episode Death Wish mm-hmm. from Voyager. So, um, as far as reading goes, I I just finished uh, my sixth Wheel of Time book. It was a slog, but I haven't visited Wheel of Time for about a half a year, so it was kind of nice to come back to characters I knew. And uh, just started Paul of Dune, which is another Dune saga book. Mm-hmm. So. That's kind of my sci-fi. That's what's going on in my sci-fi world, Miles. We gotta get you some more sci-fi, man. No, I, I, I you know, I, I'm about. Uh, I, I'm not. I don't feel like. I feel like I'm delving into sci-fi. It's just, it's nothing that's modern, nothing that's current, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I'm okay with that okay. for right now. Mm-hmm. I, I would like. I would like to be up with the current stuff, but I'm not. It seems like I'm going to older stuff right now. Stuff that I miss because of my misspent youth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not not quite. I misspent my youth, but anyways, uh, enough talking about us. Let's talk about the show a little bit tonight. We have, you know, cue the trumpet music. Dun, 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 dun. We have an app that we released in the App Store. Um, now I say App Store because it's not just iTunes. You can get this for your Android device or for your Apple device or i, you know, your i device. Um, And what this app is, this app is a place that you can get every single Sci-Fi Diner episode that we've ever released that is available. There's some backlog. If you get about episode uh, somewhere between 50 to 120, there might be some episodes missing there. I'm working at getting those up slowly. But it has our entire back catalog of Sci-Fi Diner episodes, um, our interviews, and even have some videos that we put up there as well uh, that you could access and see and uh, go through a Sci-Fi Diner Deluge. It gives you a chance to favorite your favorite episodes of the diner. You can share it straight from there into Facebook and Twitter. You can even call in and leave a voicemail feedback directly from the app. How cool is that? So it is very cool. You can email us at the Sci-Fi Diner. It will bring you to the website. It is a really multifunctional app. Now, this app is called... Called the Zog Pod Collective. That's Z O G P O D Collective, and it's not because we're Borg or something, uh, but it's more because this is a collection of podcasts that I'm a part of, and uh, that includes the Sci-Fi Diner, the Dune Saga podcast, the Podcasting Gear Show, and also the Hadian Focus Show. So there are all episodes that come down through there. But it's easy to weed through the episodes you don't necessarily want to listen to and listen to the other ones that you are interested in. And the best part about it, Miles, is that right now it is free. 
get a wilds free folks yeah so i'm thinking about upping it to like 99 cents to be a way that you can support the diner but right now i'm just we're just giving away this app for free so if you want to mm-hmm. you know get it log into it let us know what you think of the app uh developed it in conjunction with lipson and uh you know what's working for you what's not what not working for you i'd love to get some feedback on the app but a way that you can support the diner miles is you could go to our website and then click on our Amazon link. I mean, you're you're listening to this podcast because you love sci-fi. Well, you need books, you need DVDs, you need uh, many of the fine products for Amazon. Well, next time you shop at Amazon, a simple way to help us out a little bit is just to click on the link, our link to the Amazon uh, uh, website, and um, they will give us a little kickback for you doing some of your shopping off Amazon. So it, it costs you nothing. But by clicking on the link on our website, you help us out a little. Yeah. In fact, there's a little – on the sidebar, there's a place where you can actually do your search straight from uh, straight from the webpage. So I've used that myself. Yes. So it's a, it's a way to help out the diner. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. A little bit financially. Mm-hmm. So there are many ways to help the diner, but that's one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's it. Well, Miles, we got to – let's talk about what's on the menu tonight. Let's dig in. So – we have a new trivia. I'm hungry. Question. I'm hungry too. <laughs> we have a, we have a new trivia question this week, and we got a, we got a great little prize pack. We're, we're excited about. To yeah, away. it's ladies' night at the diner, as far as the prize pack goes. We'll get into that when we get into our trivia. TV news. So, so we have some set photos revealed that the Doctor will return to a familiar setting in the se- in the, in the Who season eight finale. So, it might be a spoiler if you want your cue fresh and not get any uh, spoilers away. Then maybe you want to skip over that. I want to skip that. Yep. In movie news and. Uh, this has been the news. Um, we heard Harrison Ford uh, uh, was injured recently. So will um, will Harrison Ford lose uh, Star Wars role because of injury? So we'll be talking about that. I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned myself. In Star Trek news, um, so we, we've done something, um, another article from another company, but another company is stepping up to do this also. So Nestle Foods is trying to make a real-life Star Trek-style food replicator. I just want a replicated chocolate bar, and I'll be fine. <laughs> so so um, I, I think that would be cool to have, and maybe with all this talk of um, you know, all, all the advances with, with 3D printing, maybe that's not too far off of the horizon. It doesn't seem like it would be to me. And in our Sci-Fi 5 and 5, uh, we're going to look at uh, great Batman quotes uh, from the ages. Uh, we'll be recording a, a Batman uh, podcast um, it, it, separate from this one. It is Batman a real superhero um, later on? And I figured we could uh, explore some, some good Batman quotes. And just so you know, there's no interview slated with this show because we're releasing our interviews separate. This is called the Sci-Fi Review Show where we're kind of reviewing – uh, movies, uh, uh, news that's come out, and just talking about some of that general stuff, talking about a little bit what, what's going on in our sci-fi world. We're going to do a listener feedback show, and then we'll also release interviews separately. This week we're doing a roundtable, and that will be kind of in place of one of the interviews. Mm-hmm. So, um, But at least that's a goal. So uh, I guess without any further ado, let's head into our appetizer. Talk about the trivia, Miles. Well, we thought we'll just um... – one, we have a great uh, prize package. We call it uh, the um, uh, the Ladies' Night Prize Package because they're going to get three great autograph picks of some of the fine ladies that we have met the last couple of years and had, had the opportunity to talk with. Um, we have a great picture of Benita Friderici. Uh, she was on the show Chuck. It's a picture of her autographed and as her as the general. 
And we have a great picture of Nasetta Vander we had a chance to talk to a few years ago, a picture of her from uh, the Buffy show. And it's a picture I had to keep Scott away from. Yeah, Miles, you can't give that away. We have to, Scott. <laughs> this needs to go, you know, this is a lovely picture of, uh, of Felicia Day. And um, so you have those three pictures if you win the, if you win this uh, uh, prize. Not only that, but we're giving away two, you know, a Star Trek comic book. It's a, it's a two-parter. It's called Star Trek Parallel Lives, and it's a parallel universe where our heroes um, are different genders. So Kirk, Spock, McCoy, Scotty, uh, others, um, they're female, and Uhura is male. And it's just just a, diff- a what-if sort of situation. Right. And so we're going to give that away if you get this uh, trivia question right. Right. And what is the question that they have to answer, Miles, in order to get this prize pack? The question keeps disappearing. I have to keep refreshing it. Sorry. It is a question that drives us. So here, 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 we're going to ask you. Um, it's a Star Wars question. Uh, so Luke, Luke Skywalker's uncle Owen has just purchased two droids: R two D two and C three PO. Luke has been assigned to clean and maintain them. In the process of working on R two D two, Luke discovers that his little friend is carrying a secret message delivered by a beautiful holographic woman. When Luke asks C-3PO if he recognizes this woman, does C-3PO specifically identify her? Ooh, a great question. When you said little friend, I'm like, say hello to my little friend. I'm sorry. It's a yes or no question, but you have to think about it for a little bit. You do, and maybe rewatch the scene in order to get it. Yeah, get, get out your Star Wars movies and pop it in. Right, right, up mm-hmm. your geek cred. And uh, code word tonight, Medichlorians is a great one to throw in there for the code word. Sure, why not? We'll do that, and we can uh, – and make sure you include that in your response. You can email us your answer at the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast at gmail.com. And we will give you till the end of July to answer this trivia question. So the, the entire month of July. And, um, and then we'll send you this awesome loot. If you answer correctly. Right. If you answer correctly, you must answer it correctly. So the, the prize, the, the, the Ladies' Night Sci-Fi Diner prize package. You better hope that Felicia Day picture is still here when we give it away, Miles. Maybe we're going to have to put it in a safe place. Maybe you should take it home with you, Miles. Maybe I should. Set it at set it on your dresser at the bottom of your bed so when you wake up in the morning, the first thing you see is Felicia Day. Yeah, my wife might have something to say about that. <laughs> All right, Miles, let's move on into some news. Let's move on. The Babylon Project was our last best hope for Scott. A self-contained podcast, one hour long, located on the Internet. A place of fun and discussion for Babylon 5 fans everywhere. A shining beacon in cyberspace, all alone in the night. It was the dawn of the 20th anniversary of Babylon 5, the year the great war to free Bab 5 came upon us all. This is the story of the last of the Babylon podcasts. The year is 2014. The name of the place is the Babylon Project Podcast. Hi, this is Raul from the Babylon Project Podcast. Jim and I would like to invite you to join us as we celebrate the 20th anniversary of one of the most important sci-fi series of all time, Babylon 5. We'll be making our way through all five seasons with commentary and thoughts and a little bit of fun find us at babylon project podcast wordpress.com 
or you can find us on iTunes. Look forward to hearing from you. And remember, no boom today, boom tomorrow. There's always a boom tomorrow. into um, our first set of news, and we haven't talked about news, what's going on in television in a long time. One of the things that I'm passionate about, and one of the things I know that you're passionate about, because you just marathoned the entire series almost, Mm -hmm. and that is Doctor Who, Miles, is this my story or yours? This is your story. This is my story. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about Doctor Who. Um, The set photos... And this might be a spoiler. Set photos say that the Doctor will return to a familiar setting in the Who Season 8 finale. So finale, it'll be great. Familiar setting. Can you believe it? Peter Capaldi is nearly done filming his very first year as a Doctor. It's absolutely exciting. I can't wait till it comes back. I don't know how long. I have. It has to be the summer sometime or in the fall. <coughs> And excuse me. And to finish it off, he's returning to a scene where his previous two incarnations visited oh not so very long ago, the National Museum of Cardiff. Doctor Who was filmed in that space a few times, including Planet of the Dead, The Big Bang, but it was used recently to visited in the fiftieth anniversary episode, The Day of the Doctor, which Miles, I believe you watched, right? I did, and I enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. So the reason it's so notable, because the prop was seen in that set that seems decidedly Gallifreyan. Yeah, that's what seems to be the grave mark of the reeds. Rest in peace, we promise. Well, if you promise inanimate object, then it must be true. But probably not. Of course, Gallifreyan symbol is what makes the prop so interesting. Who is that memorial stone for? The master, all of Gallifrey, or indeed the doctor himself. And because, and considering the fact that the last time we were at the Cardiff Museum, there was a very special guest appearance from, oh, maybe a classic doctor that some might recognize. Tom, I, ba- Tom Baker, anyone? Maybe recognize Tom Baker. Yeah, <laughs> Tom Baker. Tom Baker. So um, speculate away. What do you, why do you think they're going back to this museum? What, why go back to this location? I mean, what's this, what, what are they trying to do here? I wonder if it has anything to do with that painting, that um, three-dimensional painting of, you know, are they unleashing it? I that I wonder. I wonder about that too. But I mean, in because wasn't the doctor's mind like wiped? He doesn't remember that it was stuck in this painting. Like when he's looking at it, it's a painting of Gallifrey. Gallifrey and Gallifrey was destroyed, right? Mm-hmm. Except that it wasn't really. It's captured in this painting, right? So, but he doesn't know this. Mm-hmm. So. Peter Capaldi's Doctor Who doesn't know that this is – so wouldn't it be great if they unwittingly unleashed Gallifrey on the galaxy? That would make for very interesting TV. <laughs> yeah, I would be watching it. Oh, sure. But do we have any word on who uh, Capaldi's companion is going to be? I, I've not seen anything. Yeah, I wonder who it's going to be, who it's going to be. So um, I'm still you – know, I still have a lot, lot more Matt Smith uh, to get through. Right. Did you uh, – have you continued with Matt Smith? I know that Matt Smith was kind of – you were iffy about him. And some of it I think was more the writing than Matt Smith himself. Yeah, I, I like Matt Smith. I, I just I, – and I'm not sure if it's it's uh, Amy or Rory. It's just 
the episode, at least that season, were not really wowing me. So I, I, I've kind of put in who on the shelf for now. But maybe what I'll do is uh, maybe I'll fast forward to uh, try the next season. I might check the next season with you know is that was only he switches companions next season he, or, or? I, I think that uh, Rory's around for a little bit. Okay, and Amy are a little around, but there is there are some episodes. Um, maybe what you need to do is go to like the season and say what are the best episodes of season six of Doctor Who and, and just hi- hit the highlights is mm-hmm. what I would do. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Um, yeah. I, I don't mean, want to tell you. It's been a while since I've watched too, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I like to catch up before you know the new season uh, comes out. I guess that should be coming out pretty soon. Yeah, absolutely. It would be it would be cool to have you caught up for mm-hmm. it. But, but so I, yeah, I don't know what to expect there and – not enough information, and I wish I really knew when Doctor Who was returning. And listeners are out there saying it's that 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 date. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So Will Harris. So let's move into some movie news tonight, Miles. Will Harrison's Ford injury affects Star Wars Seven? Now it's no news if you've been following the Twitter sphere, if you've been following Facebook, if you've been following Instagram or whatever social media network, you know that Harrison Ford got injured on the set. In fact, I believe it was a cracked or it was a cracked leg. It was injured in some way mm-hmm. that could be disastrous. So this is kind of the story. And he's back, of course, surprising his role as Han Solo. This happened early on in the filming. Will this impact, will this impact the filming of Star Wars seven? Let's find out what this article says. Mm. If you are a Star Wars nerd, there's no – you can take a deep breath. There's no need for your brains to go all Death Star. UK website Jedi News reports Harrison Ford's injury is worse than initially reported, and he could be away from the set of Star Wars Episode Seven for six months or possibly longer. Breathe, inhalers, come on. Star Wars fan sites are reporting there was an emergency meeting Monday at London's Pywoon Studios – that estimates say Ford will be away longer than estimate. Um, recovering from the broken leg he suffered when one of the hydraulic doors on the Millennium Falcon fell on him. Wow. Oh, man. Chewie should have fixed that thing better. That's all. Um, fire Chewie. I know. Fire Chewie. Get arm that old golden rod. Um, among the options reportedly discussed were temporary seizing production, rewriting the script to accommodate Ford's recovery, or writing Ford out of the script entirely. Excuse me for a second. Uh, we, <laughs> we can't get rid of Ford. Come on. While we all keep breathing, remember that it's only a rumor and no one from Lucasfilm, Disney, or director J.J. Abrams' Bad Robot Productions company has commented. But even if part of these reports are true, it doesn't bode well for the film's planned December 2015 release. As UK pop culture sites Metro reports, Ford was considered the lead actor in the movie, with Han Solo supposedly being a big part of the plot. Hey, I have an idea. Tom Selleck was almost Indiana Jones. Why doesn't someone call and see what he's up to? I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of Tom Selleck being this role. Harrison Ford has to be Han Solo to me. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, he was Han Solo in the first in, – in what we considered the real Star Wars movies. Um, I, I can't – I mean, unless – if if they're going to stick with what they're doing, that they're going to fast forward 30 – some years later, then it has to be it has to be Harrison Ford. It, it has to be absolutely. Um, I'm not a fan for anyone else taking this role. I would rather them postpone it, miss a deadline, and then release it in May when Star Wars movies are supposed to be released, anyways. May the fourth be with you. May fourth. What is it? May twenty? Like in, in the late May is when all the other Star Wars movies were released, right? Mm-hmm. 
So, JJ, don't break the mold. Just postpone it for five months. Star Wars fans will be okay with that. Hey, JJ, you made us wait, wait for Star Trek for four years for the, for the last film. If we have to wait six months or, or even a little longer so uh, Harrison Ford can heal up, it's worth it. So uh, how long do we have to wait for the next Star, Star Trek film? Now, that one we don't have to wait so long. Uh, the 50th year is coming out in uh, 2016, so the plan is to have a, a new Star Trek movie for 2016. It would make sense, right? 50 uh, years of Star Trek. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, well, talking about Star Trek, let's move into this week in Star Trek, Miles. All right, so this week in Star Trek, um, Star Trek continues to inspire people to create some of the technology we've, we've seen on the show and the movies, and um, it continues to do so. Um, Nestle Foods is the next uh, uh, group of people, company, trying to um, make some real-life Star Trek technology by creating a Star Trek-style food replicator. What better way to make sure we're all perfectly healthy? Be on a starship or right here on Earth than to create a machine that, that figures out exactly what we need and let it make the food to fill it. Welcome to the future. Nestle Institute of Health Sciences has kicked off a research and development on Project Iron Man, which will investigate how essential nutrients affect the body, train, and gastrointestinal functions. They've already added 100 new scientists for the innovative, the goal to develop a device to scan our nutrient needs, then design food around those needs, not unlike the replicators, uh, previous models for food production featured in the various Star Trek series. You know, this is pretty awesome, Miles. So let's say, I mean, we as humans are fickle in determining what our bodies really need, right? right. We don't we don't really pay attention to it. We say, oh, this looks good. Ooh, look, sugar craving, you know. But we don't really necessarily know all the nutrients. And can you imagine what this would do to our health if our bodies are getting like this device say, well, this you, you're 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 low in vitamin C. We're going to give you something with vitamin C. Or let's, oh, your iron, your iron, you didn't get enough iron today. You need to have this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we have the potential to be a healthier race. This this could help out if um, we have some technology sort of plan our meals for us. I mean, we would have to have the self discipline to follow it, but um, uh, of course. But I think it, it could be very positive in in helping us maintain uh, good health. Um, I'm wondering, I mean, I, I think a food replicator would be awesome, but I just wonder the cost of something like that that would, ha- would, would be beneficial now or, or, or probably realistic. We're probably thinking maybe 10 or more years away from, if we're thinking like the 3D food technology. I, like, pr- I think more like 20. Tw- 20 years, the 3D yeah, printing technology. Um they would have to make this thing cost effective. Um, I mean, is this like the microwave where when, you know, in the 70s when the microwave came out, it was big, clunky, and cost like a gazillion dollars, and now mm-hmm. you can pick up a Walmart for about 60 bucks? Mm-hmm. I mean, is it something like that we were thinking? I would that, suspect, yeah. It, probably at first it's it's not going to be cheap. I mean, so, so but, but, the, but you know, you, you think of something like this on, on – if we get back to the space program again, I mean, this might be a way to, um, you know, help out the astronauts on a space station or, uh, oh yeah, or, or or on you know a space shuttle mission. Um, it would probably be easier to keep food in, in in that kind of state of having some kind of, you know, food food replicator printer or something like that. Um, but yeah, that I mean, the fact that there's another company 
I think, I think last time we looked at, at this, a university was looking at this. Now, now Nestle is a big-time food company. I mean, they have the money and the resources to, to really go at it. Uh, so it would be really cool to see if they, if they can pull something off uh, maybe in our lifetime. The following presentation is brought to you through the power of science. Ooh, shiny. I'm science fiction writer Scott Pearson. I'm his daughter, Ella. And we are, are two, two generations, generations of, of geek. geek. Anything can happen in the next half hour. If you like geeky things, and we know you do, check out our podcast, Generations Geek, a family-friendly celebration of the nerdiverse, brought to you by the Chronic Rift Network, which broadcasts from a treehouse in Loch Lorien. We talk amongst ourselves about geeky things, like our favorite movies, from black-and-white classics of stop-motion animation to the latest in 3D CGI. Plus, we have amazing guests, from New York Times best-selling authors to astronauts. No, really astronauts drop by generationsgeek.com for links to all our episodes and remember no geeks are harmed in the making of our podcast Well, let's move into our sci-fi five and five, and we have uh, some quotes tonight for our sci-fi five and five. So what are we serving up here? We are serving some great great Batman quotes from the ages, and when we say that from the ages, uh, we've got some great Batman in the live-action movies, and we've got some great Batman in the uh, animated TV series also. I pulled more current ones, i got to admit, from the uh, Dark Knight trilogy, but but there are uh, some other ones in there. So do, how do we want to do these? Every, every other one? Let's do every other one. Okay. Do you want to start? Sure. Uh, so um, br- this is uh, from – this is a, one of the Christopher Nolan movies. Um, he says, it's not who I am underneath, but what I do that defines me. I think that's an incredible quote. And what's great about that quote is he uses that uh, to he's, – he's, he's Batman, but it, it, it was um, – oh, I forget the late, his love interest's name. She played the district attorney, um, mm, yeah. played by Katie Holmes. Yeah. But um, she had said that to him as Bruce Wayne when he is acting like the Bruce Wayne playboy with you know two beautiful women on his arm. She says that to him um, – you know, in response to saying, this really isn't me. She says, well, actually it is. And, you know, but then, but then he says, no, but then he, he, as Batman, he says this and she's like, she remembers hearing that before because it came right. from her own right. voice. It's, it's familiar, familiar. Yeah. So I love that quote. For that. Uh, number four, Batman, the animated series, nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. Batman says, no, you are not my father. I'm not a disgrace. I'm a vengeance. I am night. I am Batman. Yeah, that just gives me chills. <laughs> the next one is this is from um, uh, Batman Beyond. It w- was short lived, but I, I, I it. like this series. It was a good series. It was but... a fantastic series. So this is this is more of it's more of a dialogue than just one single quote, but it, it's it's a great one. Uh, so Terry says, and he was he was Batman in, in that. Um, Tell me something. Why were you so sure those voices weren't coming from you? Bruce says, "Well, first, I know I'm not psychotic." Terry says. I hope your other reason is more convincing. Bruce says, second, the voice kept calling me Bruce. In my mind, that's not what I call myself. And Terry says, what do you call yourself? 
Bruce just looks at him for a moment. Oh, yeah, I suppose you would. But that's my name now. Bruce says, tell that to my subconscious. <laughs> that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a good quote as well. Um, and a great quote from that series and a great representation. Let's move on into our to quote number two. So we're at quote number two. Quote number two. Bats frighten me. It's time my enemies share my dread. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. That's great. Yes, from the, again, Dark Knight, as or the, that trilogy is, as this last one. Mm-hmm. And the last one is, a hero could be anyone, even a man doing something as simple as reassuring as putting a coat on a young boy's shoulders to let him know the world had ended. And, um, yeah, that was from the, fir- the, the first uh, Christopher Nolan movie. That, that's a great quote because... Um, it just sort of humanizes um, him because he's in a very vulnerable place as a child. He just lost his parents, and this 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 cop, uh, you know, um, um, Gordon comes up and just tries to you know help him out, and then it's a very bad time for him. Yep. And these are some good quotes, and they're, we're just scratching the surface of quotes here. So if you have your own Batman quotes you want to share, maybe you want to do like. Batman quotes from the TV series in the 60s. We would love for you to put something together like that. You can email us at the sci-fi diner podcast.com. That's the website. You can email us at the sci-fi diner podcast at gmail.com and, uh, and we'll read them and share them on the show. We'd love to share these on the show. Yeah, we want some more listener uh, sci-fi fives of fives. Yeah, uh, yes. You all have, you're all creative. You all, you know, you love sci-fi. There's, Give us give us your your best five, your worst five, even even bad five makes for good a yeah, good thought or good discussion. That's Absolutely. for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. I believe that's about it, Miles. So we let, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap up this show, and uh, we'll move into some other uh, stuff we'll be talking about in some of our other shows. Then, all right. Well, I guess till next time. Good night and good luck. We will see ya. Thank you so much for visiting the Sci Fi Diner. We hope you enjoyed the food, service, and the conversation. If you'd like to share your thoughts regarding what we've talked about, or tell us what you're watching or reading, flip open your communicators and contact us at 1-888-508-4343 or click the SpeakPipe link at scifidinerpodcast.com or send an MP3 or typed email to scifidinerpodcast at gmail.com. You can also join the conversation on our Facebook fan page at facebook.com slash sci-fi diner. We'll share your thoughts on our listener feedback show. If you'd like to support the diner beyond the conversation, you can always throw some coins in the tip jar at sci-fi diner podcast.com. <laughs>